Y'all keeping the room open meanwhile? Yes, it will be open, but it won't be any. appreciate that cold weather boy let me tell you that cold weather be different boy because because when, when when let me tell you something oh when houston get hot it's miserable it's hot hot bro it's miserable yeah, yeah that's it, it. It, it. i ain't gonna lie the cold be miserable too i love the cold because at least yeah. i'm not sticky you see 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 in houston bro when it's hot you sticky you gotta take. You gotta double up on the showers. You see. Yeah, That's not everybody double up on the showers. You supposed to, but mostly, but <laughs> we gotta, we gotta keep it real. <laughs> hey, yes, you ever met somebody that be like, man, yeah, I take three showers a week. Like what? Whoa! You met somebody like that before? Boy, I, that's I, not I, like that's not that's not like a bad smelling situation. Yeah, bro, I met people like that, but I'm talking about, man, I, I ain't sweat, man. Why take a shower? Like, bro, get away from me. <laughs> well, you are in Louisiana, though. Bro, you got to realize, bro. Just imagine what them cheeks smell like. Like, come on. <laughs> what do they call it? You know what some badussy is? <laughs> you ever heard of some badussy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know you know what that I'm is, educated. bro? That, that, that's disgusting. <laughs> Larry. Well, Listen, man, we're gonna get like... to it. We're gonna get to it. Listen, that's man, like, we talking about huh? We talking about the economy. <laughs> talking about two cans of balls and ass, but that ain't no good smell, bro. You gotta take a shower, dog. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> Oh boy, that is hilarious! Oh man, listen, man, we talking about a situation that's going on, right? So we've noticed that, you know, as the election has getting closer and closer, right? You know, you'll find that a lot of candidates are starting to push narratives, right? Narratives are starting to be pushed, and you know, me just looking at the data. <laughs> me just looking at the data the data does not confirm a lot of the narratives that are being pushed and again i'm not giving you my opinion this is none of this is opinion based this is all fact based so we are looking at specifically the data 
Right. And so when we look at the data, it's saying that the economy, you know, we got foreclosure activity on the rise. We've talked about that. Right. Um, and we, we're going to show you the data to back that up. We got interest rates up. Right. Buyer activity is lower. OK. Uh, we also have a couple other things going on. A lot of self-reported repos. People are reporting repos like they're, 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 they're taking the cars and the vehicles back to the dealerships themselves. themselves. Self-repos, though. I ain't never heard of that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, taking the vehicles back the time, themselves. Bro. Right? Most uh, people try to hide them joints. You know what I'm saying? They drive it, they, they hide it in the garage at their auntie house. They move to another city, hoping, hopefully, hope, hoping the tow truck don't find them. But now, Saying we ain't got time for that. I'm gonna just go ahead and drive this back back to the dealership, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that hit on my credit report. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, that's different, dog. <laughs> so have you ever seen that before? Bruh, it's happening. I ain't never seen it, but it's happening. Yeah, most people want to fight the fight to the end, but like people ain't got no fight on them no more, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, like, man, take this back. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> Kim say, "Come get this." Yeah, come get this shit. Yes, yeah, you're right. So, 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 when we listening to Biden talk about how you know we're adding jobs, right? Which, if you look at the the you know, if you look at the data, the data says that we are adding jobs. But I, my question oh, oh, oh. is, we huh? got to keep it real though. What kind of jobs? What kind of? Come on, bro. Ain't nobody trying to work for no twelve dollars, though. <laughs> we got to keep it real though. What can $12 afford? We got to think about it. If it's a household of three people, I'm not finna apply. It's a household of five. You got three kids, you know, two kids. Who's finna apply for a 12 hour, $12 an hour job, bro? I might as well stay broke and live on the government. I be, I got to keep it real, Byron. Like, it ain't no point. Groceries high. I'm bringing my car back. Bus, bus trips probably didn't went up, man. Like, come on, bro. So they think they're saying we're creating jobs, but they they talking about jobs that can't uh, support what you're trying to do or just support life in general. Family can't live over the twelve dollars an hour, bro. I'm sorry, that's poverty. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. And that so we're, basket push at Albertsons or, or, or Kroger, HEB. Come on, brother. That's for a college student, man. That's a fact. So so you know, here's the thing. Why is this important? Why is this important to everybody to pay attention to uh, on this conversation? The reason why we're having this conversation, a matter of fact, if you haven't already, make sure you hit the link. If you have something to add to this conversation, you want to add to the conversation, hit the link, uh, the StreamYard link, and you can jump on and have this conversation. We want to talk openly about what you're seeing in the economy that you're experiencing, Okay the economy that you're experiencing, right? That's what we want to talk about. Um, and, you know, so if you have that, go ahead and hit the, the stream y'all link. If you don't want to join in on the conversation, just go ahead and listen in in the conversation and send us a chat uh, comment in the chat and we will address those comments there. But listen, my name is Byron, real estate investor out of Houston, Texas, primarily focused on the wholesale space, do a little bit of creative finance, fix and flip, new construction, new to the build to rent space, proud member of the accelerator program where we help investors go further, faster. Um, but tonight, 
we're talking about what are you seeing in the economy? I know for me, oh, I've seen that buyer activity is starting to slow on wholesale deals. Okay. And this is across the board. Everybody that I'm talking to, they're seeing slower and slower buyer activity. So what does this mean? Buyers are looking for greater discounts in order to do business. Okay. This is what we're seeing in the marketplace. And this is not, again, this is not my opinion. This is facts. I'm seeing it in our business and I'm also seeing it in other people's businesses as well. So wholesale deals are needing to be locked up at much steeper discounts in order to move, or they need to be in areas where it is extremely hot, right? So extremely hot areas, you're always going to be able to move a deal, right? You're always going to be able to move a deal. But in some of these outskirt areas, I had a conversation with a, with a, with a wholesaler today, um, I, we had a memorandum placed on this property. I got to get that memorandum money, right? Because, you know, I got to get that, you see. Um, these are these are the things that, that that he was telling me. He was telling me, yo, Byron, um, man, what's going on in this particular market over here, man? Like, I'm not, I'm not getting any buyers. I can find a deal every now and then. So it's sellers in the market wanting to sell, right? But it's no buyers. It's no buyers for the deals. Um, what are you seeing in your market this year? Oh, that, that kind of has you a little alarm. Same type of thing, man. Um, so we got to realize like in 2020, 21, 22, everybody was a real estate investor. People was buying shit that didn't even make sense. You know what I'm saying? So we got to come to realization. The only people that are really buying right now is the true real estate investors. That's what I'm noticing. And the true real estate investors is far in between, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that was just getting into real estate or in real estate because it's popular, they're slowly fading away, bro. Like every month is less and less and less and less. Because I was looking on Zillow yesterday. Because, you know, I told you I'm flipping three houses right now. Under the price point of two hundred fifty thousand, in the whole city that I'm in, they got thirty eight listings. Bro. Wow! The majority of them houses is not even up yet; they pre sales So really, houses that they have up that can be moved in, maybe like fifteen to twenty, and then the ones that's fifteen to twenty not even renovated. So. Where the investors at? You know what I'm saying? 38, I'm talking about 38 listings, bro. That's in my crazy. whole In the whole city, under 250,000. So wow. we got to keep it real, man. The only investor that's buying is the people that really do this business on a high level, not do it part-time, not doing it just because it's popular, just because it's cool, just because it's a good opportunity. And that's what I'm noticing in my market. I know people that are still buying right now, but the numbers got it. Like you said earlier, the numbers got to be a little sweeter than they was before. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, you ain't selling no deal in no 30 days no more. I, I tell you that. Unless that <laughs> is super sweet or it's in a hot, hot area. So you got to you gotta realize you're going to sell it 30 to 45. It ain't no, I'm going to close next week type stuff. I'm not seeing that. Are you? I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that yeah. at all. I'm not seeing anything close to that. You know, so how do we combat, right? 
from a business perspective, like you mentioned, the real real estate investors, what differentiates, in your opinion, the real real estate investors are the real business entrepreneurs, right? Because obviously everybody in here are not just real estate investors. But what do you think are some of the key things that differentiates the the the, the real ones versus the the wannabe ones? That's a good question. Market? So the real investors buy for numbers, opportunity, and profit. The ones that's in it just to be in it, they buy for what other people are doing. You know, I see all these people making money in real estate. Let me go ahead and jump in. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, the real real estate investors, they have to buy houses to keep making money to feed their family. The people that's not real real estate investors, they have another opportunity to make money. They have another exit to make money. They have a job. They have another business, et cetera. They're doing it as a hobby. That's not really their job. The real real estate investors, that's their real job. Like every day I'm hunting for houses. Because as I know, people are still buying houses. People still need to rent. At the end of the day, somebody has to get these houses. Like I just told you, we have 38 properties under 250000 And guess what? They probably have maybe, let's just say, give you, let's just say a small number. Let's just say they got 500 people with pre-approvals ready to buy a house under 250000 they have nothing to buy because there's not, nothing available. So the, the people that's really real estate investors, they know, oh, they don't have no houses in that market. I'm going to go ahead and flip houses in this market because we have a, a long list of people that's ready to buy. Same with renting our properties. Um, the rental rates increased the last two years. So a lot of people can't afford the $1,100 rent, $1,200 rent. So as an investor that's telling me, maybe I need to get some two bedrooms and rent them out for eight fifty nine hundred because a lot of people are not finding high paying jobs. A lot of people on household income may be forty thousand. So let me go ahead and get some houses that can feed this affordable rate that a lot of people are, are at. Because at the end of the day, everything's getting more expensive. That doesn't mean people are getting raises. That doesn't mean people are going to search for new jobs. That doesn't mean people are hiring. People are still making the same amount of money. Milk getting higher. Uh, car notes are getting higher. Interest rates are higher. Everything's getting more expensive, but we're still staying at the same rate. So I'm feeding the market. I'm, not, I'm, I'm feeding the people that's paying the bills. I'm not going just because it was popular. I'm not going to flip a $350,000 house. Just because it's at three fifty, don't mean you're going to make $50,000 profit. I make fifty to sixty dollars to $70,000 profit on houses that's 180, 190, 200. So I'm gonna play in the field where I know they got a lot of buyers at. So at the end of the day, majority of households really not making that, that much money. If you look at the data, a lot of people are really not making that much money. So why would I go play in, in different areas just cause it's popular? Just cause it looks right or it looks cool. You gotta follow the numbers, man, follow the data. At the end of the day, you look at the data, the 1% club is very small. So I'm not fishing with the one percenters. I'm fishing where 80% of America is at. That's, that's where I'm going. That makes sense, Brian? Man, that makes a ton of sense. That makes a ton of sense, man. Shout out to my guy, Wood, man. Listen, for joining the stream. You know, I, I want to I highlight something else because you mentioned a lot of gems in that oak. Um, and the key thing is, listen, the real real estate investors are ride or die with this business. 
right? And you are making decisions based off of the facts, the data, not off emotion, not off what looks cool, not what is trendy right now. So we have to be careful about jumping on trends. So what are some of those trends, oh, that you notice in the real estate space that are getting, I mean, people are getting decapitated in the space because they jumped on them trends, right? Um, and, and now they getting their ass kicked and, and, and they searching for, for, for cover. Man, you got to think about it. Not even real estate investors. We talking about regular consumers. Them interest rates was trends, bro. Just because the interest rate two percent don't mean you buying a good deal. If the interest rate is at two percent, you still gotta buy a good deal because now the market is going crazy. You bought this great deal that you thought, but you overpaid thirty thousand. Now the house that you bought for three hundred thousand only worth two eighty, and you still owe two ninety five. And now you can't even sell it if you try to sell it. You got to pay the realtor 12000 that you don't have to get rid of your house. So it don't make sense. Subject two, people get putting houses on the contract saying they just bought a subject two. You know, I, I got a 2% interest rate. But you never ran the numbers. If nobody's in this house, could I afford to actually pay this mortgage? If this person move out, does this rent make sense to cover this mortgage? If the market is 1900 and the rent is only 2000 does this really make sense? Or oh, I got this on the contract because I've been hearing this on Instagram and Facebook. That's that's what I'm seeing. Because we got a lot of people trying to do some subject to, don't even have no subject to education. Bro. So, you know, this is key, right? Because here's the thing. This is the trick to all of this, right? The trick to all of this is that millionaires are made in this season in horrible economies in this season <laughs> in this season yo this is what's they so made crazy in the popular time they made in the downtime yeah this is the time to dive in but here's the thing though this is also the time that if you dive in incorrectly you will not survive mm -hmm. so i want to talk about this real quick and then I want to get Woods' take on what's going on in his market. My question is, is this, oh, specifically, right? You're looking at this market. You still got to buy houses. I'm still in the market buying houses and buying land and different things to produce. And, and I'm, I'm going to speak on kind of what I have going on, too, for anybody who may want to jump into some of the things that I'm doing. But. You looking at this market and saying, okay, where are the profit centers specifically, specifically? I'm talking about for you, your market, what you looking at like, yo, I know no matter what's going on in the market, I'm going to make me some money, right? What are those What are those areas that you looking at right now that you get excited about, even though we're in a tough uh, economic position right now from a housing perspective? What's my go-to thing? Yeah. Man, all day, everything, becoming a bank. I don't care what market it is. People got bread. People got money. People that can't get mortgages, Mexican, Latinos. That's my folks. That's my people. That's my market. They got hella bread. And guess what? They can't go to the bank like you. They can't go to Wells Fargo. They can't go to Chase and say, let me get an FHA loan. They can't do that. That's my market. 
You got twenty thousand to put down. Give it to me. Give me twenty thousand. You can pay fifteen hundred a month for the next twenty years. This your crib. I signed on a deal today. On a on a on a house. I sold that on terms. I become the bank. Because at the end of the day, in every situation, who makes the most money with the less work, the less headache? The bank. So I become the bank on, on a lot of properties. Reason being because we have so many people in America. Everybody that's building our houses, our hotels, our our schools, our churches, all those people that's building the community up are illegal. All those people, I ain't gonna say all of them. Majority of them are illegal. They can't just go to the bank and get a mortgage. They can't just go to the bank and get a credit card. So I, that's my market. And they I make hella bread. Facts. I Tell feed them for. So we need to learn from the people like that because you got to realize y'all look down on them because they got two, three families living in the house. But guess what? At the end of the day, we got to be honest. They're living better than most people that's on this live. They have no mortgage. They have no car note. You know what I'm saying? They have less, no bills. They have no fancy clothes. But they have no liabilities, Byron. <laughs> And a lot of assets and a lot of, and, and forever work and forever work. Yeah. Like like I told you before, uh one of my contractors, he got twenty five rentals. No mortgages. <laughs> twenty five rentals, no mortgages. He doing better than me. I gotta learn from him. And he's not even from America. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Do you wow. know anybody that got twenty five rentals, Byron, that's paid off? You know what? Will will not not, not that many. Thank you. Will do. Is it less than five? Nah, he got by. He got he got a bunch no, no, of. No. I'm asking you if you know less. No, 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 Everybody got debt. Every everybody got debt. Come on, bro. Everybody on, got man. debt. So that that's my target market. That's how I make money. I don't care what market we. If interest rates go to fifteen percent, they still buy. Because mm. they come to America to own everything they have because they can't leverage debt. They work and pay their stuff. There's no bills. Mm. I'm just trying to figure out why we've been in America 30 years for me, 40 plus years for you, and we can't do what they're doing. They've been here three, four years. That's a hell of a question. I'm just trying to figure it out, bro. Because we've been on this planet 30, 40 years. We still can't figure it out. They come here two, three years. They got a house. They got two vehicles. Whole five kids. And they're good. And wow. we, 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 been, we, we all know somebody that's been here 75 years. Hella debt. <laughs> got two cars. Can't afford the payment. Look good, though. Look good, though. They look hella good. They got all the fancy clothes, got a nice crib with all all furniture they still paying on. Like, what's going on? We got to keep it real. It's terrible. Mm. Wood, real, real quick, man. We got a nausea in the building. Shout out to my guy, nausea. Real quick, what though, Wood. In this conversation, uh, Wood? Yeah, and also, can you speak about yo, what you Yo, yo, jump in the combo. Yes, indeed. <laughs> But Wood, I think you're on mute though, Wood. Uh, what's going on in your market? What are you seeing there? I know you were talking about a little bit on Clubhouse, but what are you seeing specifically in your market that gives you pause 
uh, about what's going on. I think your mic is on mute though. Uh oh, we can't hear. We can't hear wood. Damn. Uh, if he's still in Clubhouse, he has to get out of Clubhouse in order to talk. Oh, about. yeah, you have to get out of Clubhouse to, to, to talk, Wood. So you got to log back out and then log back in. But, but while we wait on Wood, we can Is go. that good? Yeah, we can You're hear good. you. Now. You're good. Okay. All right. First off, man, I'm glad to be here with you guys tonight, man. Um, it, You know, you talked about the automotive business, you know, and, and we can laugh and joke and talk about people bringing them back you know, to the dealerships, but let's go back a couple years. Could you go down and get you a brand new Cadillac for the last two years? There was a shortage, right? I'm in the automotive business. That's why I know that. So Big that's how Right. So your used cars, people were getting clobbered. I mean, let, let's be honest, man. They were getting clobbered, spending probably 45% above what the average on a car should have been. First off, so that means they're 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 over. So after you start getting supply and demand from the manufacturers, like we are getting now, the chips and everything. Look what's coming around the corner here, January. I mean, go to speak right. Um, the value now is dropping on those cars. So now you bought a fifteen eighteen thousand dollar car for forty forty five thousand dollars. So. They're not able to afford them. It's just like the housing. Um, here in my market, man, the biggest thing that I see is I've ran into and just stumbled across them from Zillow and, and just calling people and cold calling, cold calling while I'm at work or driving or whatever, and, and ran across a guy. He had 25 properties, and I'm like, man, I'm going to need some help on this because this, this is a little bit above my head, right? So I got with TM, and, and I think – out of all of his properties, man, they were just refied to the hill. So there was nothing left to do, you know, if you had to go in there and, and do any work or flip it, there's nothing there for the, the, um, the buyer. So we've been talking about doing like, like O'Neill just spoke about being the buyer or being the bank. Um, to me right now, I think that's the best thing for my market is to, you know, buy TM isn't into the holding part. He's into the flipping part. I want to do it for the asset and uh, family generational wealth, man. I got five kids. Uh, me and my wife have about six grandkids right now. And um, so we're looking to, to for that. So for the long haul, but, uh, you know, the short, quick flips are definitely what you want to do. But the market here, man. There is a lot going on in Detroit, man. If you go down into the city of Detroit in the downtown district, man, you want to talk about um and market. It's it's phenomenal down there, and they're doing great things. But what that's going to become is the next city that you can't afford to live in. But you can go five miles from there, and 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 you got probably houses that are just uncountless, run down, tore down. City can't do nothing with them, won't do nothing with them, or you go to try to find the property, buy the property, whatever. It comes with, you know, water liens. Like I checked down one thirty thousand dollars in water. How's that possible? Anyways, a lot of different things that's going on in the market, man. But for me to say is to get a piece of property, 
and then still be able to flip it or wholesale it and that buyer come in with having some equity in the house. You know what I mean? Unless you just want to flip the house and, and the guy not have nothing into it. Um, but I am seeing like O'Neill, you know, with other ethnicities, man, where I live, in my community, man, there's a large population of of um, Indians, right? And they're always like O'Neill just said, man, three, four, five families in the house. And the same with the Latinos. Uh, they do a lot of construction there as well. And, and, and to, to kind of go along with what O'Neill was saying, man, four and five families will live together on that side and be happy because they just want a better life. Here, we won't, as Americans and African-Americans, help our fellow brothers or sisters, man, five, six in a household like it used to be, right? And 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 help them get along or do better. So I think that's some of the things, man. But in my area, we, we definitely, there's potential here, man. It's just, I guess, to catch the right niche and be able to get it without every house being refied to the max and it being nothing left on the bone to be able to do that too, to flip a house. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, we got a Najee in here. I definitely want to get his take on um on this conversation you know anaje we we opened a discussion talking about biden you know pushing the fact well we're hearing a, a lot of economists are speaking to the fact that the economy is strong it's getting stronger um you know we're adding jobs which you know when you look at the data you know some of those are <laughs> minimum wage, low paying jobs right but that's another conversation. So we're hearing about all of this positive economic news coming from the media and the White House and all of the things. But when we're looking at the data, the data is just speaking a different language. And so we're confused. We're not, you know, casting out opinions. We're just asking people, what is the market like for you where you are? Um, do you see the same economy that Biden is talking about? And what's your take on that? What's your take on that, uh, Anajay? Yeah, I, I don't view it as a Biden talk or anybody else talk. Uh, I'm apolitical when, when I come to the economy. I just chase the actual data and facts. And there is a lot of data that says the economy is good, right? There's also a lot of data that maybe the economy uh, suffers. I think when, if we just talk in economics for a second, I think what we're seeing is we see the reality of income inequality in America that has been going on for 20, 30 years. So depending upon who you talk to and whatever economic bracket you're in, you're going to get a different story. If you are talking to people who don't own assets, who, you know, make below 50, 60 grand as a household or whatever, I would venture to say that the economy is tough for them. Right. Um, just with, you know, inflation and things of that nature. Right. But if you also talk to a larger group of people, right, or a different group of people where we talk about the whole economy, right? I mean, <laughs> unemployment is still fairly low, 3.6% or something like that. We still had 200,000 uh, 200, jobs, uh, you know, hired in November. So like this isn't Biden's numbers. These are the actual numbers that we have been using, whether it's a red or blue Congress or president or whatever, like everyone holds these same numbers. So, um, you know, so there's definite data to say, hey, the economy is 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 fairly strong in some aspects. There are some things that 
Like, like for example, real estate prices haven't crashed all the way yet. It hasn't really crashed. Some people would say that's good. Some people can't afford that, right? And so uh, unaffordability and uh, around inflation, um, things of that nature is what's really, really driving the economy to feel weird for a lot of people, which, you know, on y'all show a couple of weeks ago, people were talking about, oh, interest rates about to drop, interest rates about to drop. And I said, they're not about to drop. Why? Because there's certain economic data that is showing that the economy is strong and still driving inflation. Interest rates must remain high to drive down inflation, which is going to cause deflation, which will hurt someone else in the economy. Right. So we're kind of in a weird spot um, economically, um, you know, but as a as a real estate investor, um, I definitely think this is going to be the hey, this is what the survival of the fitness is. This is where the old school come in. Um, a lot of that, uh, I was listening to you guys earlier, all that Graham stuff. Yeah, y'all boys about to get y'all, you know, tough, bro, tough. If you've been a real estate investor because of the Graham, if you're a real estate investor uh, because you're trying to sell classes and courses, if you're a real estate investor solely because you want to show uh, off something on TikTok or something, yeah, um, I hope you don't have real loans behind that. You know, so those, those guys are going to be in trouble um, and gals for that matter, right? Um, and you see it now. We we know it. We know what we're talking about, right? Uh, there's a lot of people that are struggling right now, particularly in this industry, because we just don't have enough transactions. We don't have enough transactions because interest rates are, you know, not historically low any longer, right? I wouldn't call them high. I would just say not historically low any longer. So, you know, things are going to have to continue to go down a little bit. I'm not sure if real estate prices are really going to go down and how far I think they're going to go far. I think O'Neill talked about it earlier, right? I like, I like to be with middle income people. I want to be with the average person, right? I'm not trying to chase all this fancy stuff. It doesn't make any sense. There's nobody up there buying, you know, million dollar problems. Wow, we only deal with million dollar problems. Yes, that's great for social media. That's not great when you're talking about actually doing business, right? And again, I, I've had the, I've had people come look at my rentals for years. Oh, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. Dude, you don't own nothing. Stop talking to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't mean that arrogantly. I'm saying I'm doing what I know to make money. And there's a lot of ways to make money in real estate. A lot. Right. I just found my niche on what I know works. Right. Strong rentals, uh, good fundamentals. We underwrite multiple uh, with multiple exit strategies. Right. We've got to be able to rent the property, refinance the property, sell the property at any given moment. That's the level of equity. We got to buy that. Right. That's how we got to get down. And at the end of the day, ain't nothing wrong with regular rentals. All this fancy stuff. Oh, well, we're going to rent by the bedroom. OK, go look at management around that. Right. And I ain't saying there's nothing wrong with renting by the bedroom. And that's great. But it's hard to do at scale. How are you going to do that with 30 units? I don't know how that's going to work. Right. So, you know, there's a whole lot. Same thing with the short-term rental guys. All those guys are drying up because they weren't adding in the fundamentals of the total market coming back. All that short-term rental craze. I'm look. I'm gonna be real with y'all. The reason I don't why see them no more. <laughs> yeah, you don't see them no more. But I'm gonna tell you why though, O'Neill, because they weren't doing basic economic industry uh, evaluation. That industry grew because all the hotels were closed. Now all the hotels are open, and they actually have a better brand. And they have advertising budgets and they have email lists for lobbyists for, too. Right? They have lobbyists too. That's the most important piece. They got lobbyists. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, 
Yeah, <laughs> them lobbyists got rid of a lot of Airbnb oh, activity. Let's keep it real. Big Let's keep it real. <laughs> it's big dollars, right? And so you have all of that. Now the market is double or triple the size. Ain't but so much travel. You got Airbnb and they company, they release all this false data. Well, I won't call it false data, but just misleading data. Well, the travel industry is up 20%. Well, what's the immaterial up? 90%? Or 200%? Right? So what? who cares if you got 20% growth if you got plus 200% inventory? Right. So, you know, ultimately, this is what we're seeing. Right. And now you see those same coaches move over the midterm. Now they're going to be short to uh, long term. I just had a guy text me today say, oh, oh, you know, we, we about to sign up and, and start managing long term rent. What's your experience that you don't even know the law? These dudes ain't even learning the law. <laughs> and now these short term rental operators, now they long term rental uh, property managers now. I had text messages on that uh, like in the last two weeks, man. And I'm like, man, do you even know the law? Are you even legally being able? You don't even have your license, bro. That's illegal in my state. I ain't trying to clown, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and so, 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 what we're gonna see, Byron? Honestly, O'Neill, we're gonna see more opportunity. I came on. You were talking about, hey, millionaires are made at this time. They are. It's gonna be some rich people getting richer right now because the rich, the people who got some experience, they know how to navigate this. They know what real value looks like. They know what real value don't look like. Honestly, some of the smartest money in the world. I'm going to get back to you on the conversation because I know I'm going off. But the smartest move, some of the smartest moves in the world were properties I did not buy. I'm going to say that again. I, I can I got some strong moves that I made that have really accelerated my life and my family's net worth. I've also equally strong moves that I did not do. And I am thankful. Mm. Right. And right now, I said this on Clubhouse a year and a half ago. I've said this several times. There's a lot of people catching falling knives. Now, again, maybe that's an old school saying. Maybe don't, people don't understand what I'm saying with that. But, you know, they're catching deals that don't work no more or never worked. Or they somebody told them to do it this way and it ain't, it, you know, subject to people buying subject to all wrong. You know, and I ain't even no subject to expert. And I know it's wrong, you know, and, you know, people, uh, people buying a lot of property on short term rentals that they can't short term rental no more. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do this based on midterm rental income. And so you got coaches, you got people out here teaching people how to do stuff. And them people ain't got no real experience. And I hate and I'm not trying to bash nobody. I'm just literally just calling for what it is. There's going to be a lot more people out the market, which is a benefit for me and you guys, you know, straight up. <laughs> You know, let's speak about that. Let's speak about that because I want to highlight the fact that number one, right? Understanding your your niche, right? Understanding your niche, right? And and being an expert in that space and dominating that space. I believe, I believe, right, that there's a market, there's a market that you can dominate that makes sense, even, even, even in the short-term rental space. Now oh, absolutely. You're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to make some changes, right? But I was talking to uh, a guy and actually listening to a guy that was that was kind of comp- he he said that he they they're doing a lot of flips and they just and they also had some Airbnbs that they just shut down. Yep. Now, the reason they shut the Airbnbs down wasn't because the Airbnbs weren't profitable. 
pay attention right here because this is important. It wasn't because the Airbnbs weren't profitable, but it was because the Airbnbs took up too much time away from what was really profitable, which was the flips. And so, again, it goes back to having that experience and understanding your profit centers and where you need to be focusing the majority of your time. Even if you have a other profitable business, that may not be the time to focus your energy on that non-profitable venture at that time. So, so, so I want to hear Anaja and I want to hear O'Neill's piece, uh, uh, take on that perspective. By that, what, they time. what they say about time, time is money. money. Come, come on. Right. Right. Like, so again, we've heard it. Me, you hear it all the time. People got a thousand ways to make money. We can talk about, but is that efficient? Does that make sense for you? Does that make sense for your life? Does that make sense for your time? How much time does this money cost to make? Right. And let me be real clear. I still have my boutique hotel. We're doing solid. We're doing fine. But I can tell you I'm doing fine because I bought my property the same way I buy all my properties on discount. It makes good money on long term rent, short term rent based on the location. We're good. You see what I'm saying? And I also know what people don't know right so these same people that are operating just as good as me okay my business took a little deal their business take a little deal but they don't know how to buy it was out here arbitrage they was out here uh, uh buying a bunch of furniture on credit and spending twenty five thousand dollars coaching and ten thousand dollars for uh you know a designer and all this other kind of nonsense that people was paying uh whatever so their cost base is so much higher because they don't understand fundamental real estate you see what I'm saying? So that is the section of people that's going to be in trouble, right? And then there's another group of people that say, hey, let me do this short-term rental thing, and I already know how to buy houses, I already know how to flip and go direct to sell and all that. They they chilling. You see what I'm saying? So, it, it, and, it, and then guess what? They may not be like, hey, man, this is getting in my way. This is too much time. They may not, whatever. So I, I, I'm not saying short-term rental is dead. I'm saying that the market for short-term rentals is contracting and is going to continue to contract. Mm. Oh, what's your take on somebody shutting down a profitable business because it takes up a little bit too much? It takes time away from where they're really making a profit, which is flipping houses, literally doing rehabs. What's your take on that perspective? Somebody shutting down a profitable business to flip houses? Yeah, so so they have a profitable Airbnb that's just a headache and it takes up too much of their time and they want to focus more of their time on flipping houses where they make the bulk of their profit. Plus that's where they're spending the most of their time. What's, what's your thoughts on that strategy? Kind of, I'm not going to lie. If it's a profitable business in this season and I bought it correctly, I bought it like a, like a regular rental. So if all else fails, if they get rid of Airbnb in my city, it still makes money as a regular rental. I'd hire me a, uh, I'll do like a co-host situation. I hire somebody that they run their play all day. You manage the Airbnbs. I'm gonna go ahead and flip these houses. I'm not getting rid of the business. I would not. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't get rid of a profitable, profitable business to go flip some houses. That just don't make sense to me. Because at the end of the day, you want that income passively. Well, it ain't pa- well, if you hire somebody, you can make it passive, and then you can still make that bag flipping so you can make both so you just got to hire somebody to take over that position but you got to hire somebody that's qualified and know exactly what they're doing 
And you still got to, even though you hire him, you still got to wash your ass too. Because people be stealing, people be, you know, you, you look good on paper. Like we were talking about this morning, you look good on paper, but you really don't know what you're doing. So you got to hire the right person for the job. If you don't hire the right person for your job, you're going to make yourself a bigger headache and you're going you're gonna to really start losing some money. So um, I really vet that person. And I, that's what I would do, Brian. I, I would hire somebody um, probably from a recommendation. And um, I would go flip them houses. Because you can flip in this market right now. You just got to flip in the right market and the right price point. I want to know, uh, Anaje, would you hire somebody to run your Airbnb? Or would you be skeptical? Um, yeah, so, you know, I feel lucky enough that I've had conversations with some of the best uh, short-term rental hosts in the country. I feel good about being trained by some of the best short-term rental hosts in the country. Um, with that being said, I ain't on front. I mean, it ain't, uh, look, it ain't really worth my time at this point, right? So, like, we, we have operations. I have a full-time VA that that's her specialty. That's what she does. We have a lot of automations, a lot of systems in place um, to where it's not really taking up a ton of my time. But I ain't going to front. Uh, I don't even like the brain. I don't like using any brain cells on it. I ain't even going to front. So, you know, we're operating. We're good. But I do know that, to be frank with you, with the amount of doors that we have, and we ain't got a ton, but we got enough for me to be, like, have to think about it. It, I'd be better. I probably I got I got to give this up to somebody. I'm, I'll find somebody. I, I've had I've had a couple of interviews because um, somebody else, not just with like that's an expert. Let's keep it real. My job is to go acquire um, new properties and come up with ways for my company to make more money. That is my job as the head of the company. Right. Uh, I have to, you know, part of my personal development is growing and getting out of operations and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, for me, um, somebody else, I can go train or they can already be good and maybe we can adapt them into our system. And to be frank, if that's what they're doing full time, cause there's enough money to be made for them, then, you know, they're probably going to make me more money than what I can make just because of the dedication. And so that's one thing that I think about a lot, you know, it's not just saying, you know, it, it's about multiplying myself. Like how do I multiply myself in an efficient manner? To continue to make money because if you found a way to make money to O'Neill's point, you shouldn't give it up. If it's causing a problem, you need to solve for that specific problem, right? That's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about being problem solvers, right? And sometimes we have to remember we just not problem solving for these homeowners. We should always be problem solving for ourselves in our business as well. And so if you're making money and you're giving this business up because it's taking up too much time, then have you thought about all the ways to reduce your time in that business? Um, and you know, sometimes if you legitimately can't think through it and that's, that's, a, you know, an issue you need, then give it up. But, um, I would, I would try to solve for it first. Um, and then, you know, so you can continue to use yourself at your highest and base case use and your highest and best case use might be flipping property. Mm, I love what it. What would you do, Brian? Yeah, I would, I would try to figure out a way I, I would echo the exact same thing, bro. You know, I'm a systems guy. So that's in my lane, but I can tell you this though. I have I have walked away from profitable ventures, right? Profitable ventures that I feel like aren't in alignment. Like I can't figure out a way to systematize it in my life to where it it works. You know what I mean? And so uh, if if I feel like it doesn't align with like everything that I have going on, I will walk away from, 
from 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 even an opportunity. Um, I'll do that. Um, so I have done it before in this particular situation, mainly because it's real estate. And if I bought it right, I'd probably I'd probably keep it and and run the play on it. Um, just like what y'all said, because I know real estate, but if it was something outside of real estate or if it was something outside of what I see myself aligning with, I probably would, I probably would walk away from it, honestly speaking. Hey, Byron, to echo that point, which I think is a fantastic suggestion, I don't mind being transparent in my faults, right? Look, the, the one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my career was I kind of quit real estate investing for like a year and started flipping cars. Damn. Right. Like we were, we were smart enough to know that that was kind of backwards. But, I, you know, I did that because I was bored and I was like, I want to do something else. And I never got into cars. And I never knew cars, blah, blah, blah. Right. But all these excuses, crap. Right. At the end of the day, that year, that was the year I would say two years after that was when I bought my first multifamily. And a year after that is when the multifamily craze went nuts. Mm. So in my, my mind. I wasted a whole year and the timing of that year would have sped up my entry level into multifamily. And I would have got a whole lot more doors and a whole lot cheaper. And we, we understand now that with real estate, there's a lot of time. And so for me getting into a business, I'm glad I got out of it, but just jumping into the business that had zero alignment with the rest of my business, I believe probably cost me several millions of dollars just because of the timing and the education I would have got otherwise. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah, I, I, I definitely I want to pivot to wood too on this this conversation. So I would say this um, for me, I believe you know that I, I like the development space. Um, I want to grow in that space. I see very very high profits in that space. Now, of course, it comes with its headaches. It comes with um, um, a lot of issues and problems. But overall, it's a very profitable space, and I figured out a way. I figured out a way to enter into this space with little to no money um, going into some of these deals. And I feel like if I can just continue to hone my real estate experience at being able to negotiate great deals, go direct to seller, right? Be able to partner with sellers on certain deals. I believe that it, 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 it can only go up from here because all of the things that I'm doing that I've done already are in perfect alignment with where I'm at and where I'm headed. Um, the only thing that I'm adding, the only component that I'm adding is the construction component. And again, I've told this, said this before, my main focus with the construction is revenue. It's just revenue. Um, so, so we'll see, we'll see how that work out, but wood. No, I yeah. got a question before we go to wood. Yeah. So why are you continuously to build when, 60% of people saying we're not in the best economic space. So what, what, what makes you want to continue to build in that moment? Yeah. In so the reason why I want to continue to build is because I believe that uh, after these uh, rates come down, right, is we still have an issue with inventory. Inventory is still an issue in this country. Uh, and because of that, it's going to always be a space for me to be able to build, especially in Houston. Right. So now this doesn't work in markets like, you know, I don't know, Beaumont or, or I don't know, all of these different places in, in, in surroundings, Atlanta, Georgia, it may not work in those markets. Right. But if you are in any hot market of Dallas, a Houston, 
a, a, a you know a Vegas, a, a, a Miami, any hot market, you know, listen, inventory is still an issue. And it's always going to be somebody looking for a brand new spanking, beautiful house. Um, and for that reason, that's, that's where I'm, I'm going to stay. And then you got to understand, I'm not going into the deal unless I have a healthy profit margin on the end of that. So let's take, for instance, I have a property right now that I'm building right now as we speak. And when I initially started the build process, I was looking at a $200,000 profit. Um, ran the comps recently, right? Whenever we had to do our recent appraisal, right? I knew that the prices were going to drop. And so I lost about eighty dollars to $100,000 in potential profit on this deal. Now, I'll still make over $100,000 profit on it. Um, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that uh, because at the end of the day, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a profit, right? Now, it's not what I wanted, right? But here's the deal. What's the beauty? The beauty in this situation. How much debt do I own? Do I have on the land? Zero, right? How much debt do I have? How much debt have I acquired so far? Zero. How did I acquire the land? Partnership, right? So I don't have payments that I'm making on this land. I was able to get into it creatively by negotiating a partnership with the seller, right, on the land, bringing the land to a bank as collateral to be able to do the bill, right? So how much am I really? out of pocket. Right. So when you're looking at it from that perspective, now I did have to spend a lot of money on this specific deal for back taxes, different things of that nature, because it was going into tax foreclosure. Hence the reason why I was able to get the deal, you know, the way I got it. But at the end of the day, my ability to negotiate is what gave me my credit. My credit literally came from my ability to negotiate. Right. And I have another deal similar to this one where it's zero out of pocket. So when you look at it from that perspective, does it matter how long it takes for me to wait for permits? Does it matter if if I'm waiting on, uh, you know, on inspections to come back? No, it don't matter. Because at the end of the day, I'm not paying no monthly fee on no uh, hard money loan, period. And when I profit, I don't really have that many people to break off like that. So it's it's a beautiful situation. Love it, love it, love it. You want to pivot to wood real quick? Yeah, I want to pivot to wood, man. And we got Coach. I see Coach in the building, man. I, I definitely got to get his take on this uh, because he's been dropping some gems on this whole um, LLC thing. I, I, so, so Coach, if you're on mine, if you can hit the uh, stream yard link and jump on, I would love to hear your your take on this discussion. Uh, and I'll, I'll send it over to you too. But yeah, so Wood, what are you seeing? Because uh, I know you mentioned you have been wholesaling some deals. Um, what are you seeing in your market from a wholesale perspective? The buyers, uh, you know, what, what are you seeing in the market that has you excited, right? And then what are some of the things that are making you say, you know what, I need to pull back a little bit? Well, one thing that's exciting is that, you know, you see a lot of construction going on, again, all around, but a lot in the Detroit area, right? And, and they're rebuilding it. And, and it needed to. Uh, you're seeing people who are, you know, tired landlords, man. And and they're they're having like 15 or 20 uh, pieces of property that are multi-families that, um, man, I'm just, you know, could catch a good one on that would be great. 
right? Uh, but, you know, right now I'm in the mix of trying to think about, like, uh, doing more of a, you know, creative financing on that side, man. Um, I, the young gentleman talked about, like, wholesaling of cars. I'm, I'm, I'm in the collision industry, so I, in automobiles. So I buy and flip cars myself, right? And and it's the same purpose, you know. You want to buy it at a discount, fix it for cheap, and fix it, you know. And it, it goes on along your clientele, the same as you know the real estate thing. Um, the market, man, is is pretty good here, but it's it's hard. It really it's hard to catch that deal or get that house from a seller that wants you know they're motivated right of course but you know they're they're not willing to budge it it's if the house is 200 they got it listed for 240 you know mm. <laughs> yeah and, and then you're looking at the comps on it and they're in and it's fine refi for up to 190 you know so those kind of deals i mean everybody has done that the method on it and, and has got their money got their time out of it but you know, again, it, it's it's catching the right one, like anything else, Byron. Man, um, O'Neill mentioned it earlier. You just got to get the clientele, and be in the right location, and find that your niche for that, that clientele or the prospective buyers in that area in your market. Um, so Detroit is east of me, um, and I and I work in Toledo, Ohio. So I drive and commute. So I just recently learned that Toledo is a great market. For duplexes and homes and i mean they are really pretty reasonable so you know i mentioned to tm about you know we need to really start marketing and, and hitting this area here um again I, I i want some assets my my thing is to build up some more doors and have that um so th those things there is what i'm, I'm kind of excited about some things that scare me is that, um, you know, like you said, you never know about this economy. I think they 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 fluff up numbers, you know, men and women lie. Numbers never do, but they're controlling the numbers. So they're going to fluff it to what they want. Anybody can do it. You know, if you're in control of that pencil, you can fluff your numbers. So not knowing if, if it's a stable market and where it's really going to go. Uh, I definitely would love to see the interest rates come down. But I mean, and in, 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 in your perspective, like O'Neill mentioned, you know, why do you build? I mean, one is is a good thing that you're building, right? Because you're you're boosting the economy. If you're not building, you got to me, you would have a stagnant economy. There's no growth if nobody's growing. I mean, here in areas of Michigan, man, they are there. It's like one minute I want to say the economy is good, but in another, I'm like, man, you know people not working and is it because they don't want to work could be you know but i agree with O'Neill. i'm not working for no 12 dollars an hour this shit's over and dead it's gone man you know what i mean it's over with, it's, over with. it's done man so be real about it you right i mean i'm not even getting up making my coffee getting up to go to work for no 12 hours i could i mean i can buy a car and flip it all day long i do collision and i just did a deal where I had my own shop and O'Neill was a friend of mine and now he has his shop. Byron, you come to me and said, Hey, you know, you've been my customer for 15 years. Yeah. Okay. I'll do your car. Fix it, man. I, I, I the hardest thing I done was drive the car to the shop and I made me 1500 just driving hmm. three miles. 
I'm, wow. I'm going to look like that all day long, right? I mean, that to me, that's just good business, good hustling. But the market here is solid, but I am nervous about the economy, you know, with the election right around the corner. What's going to happen? Mm. Good stuff. Mm. Listen, we're going to. Oh, you want to go ahead and take us to commercial break? Yeah, so we got a quick commercial break, real quick, and we'll be right back. What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow, we struggle with leads, and we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show you all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure you check it out. Peace. Love it, love it, love it. Um, so real, real quick. So Anaje, so we got a couple articles that just came out, hit the press recently. Um, number one, CNN just released a poll that says half Americans think the economy is getting worse despite months of strong economic news. Right. Uh, and it says that despite months of increasing positive economic indicators, the American public remains negative about the state of the nation's economy with 51% saying they think the economy is still in a downturn and getting worse, according to a new CNN poll. Um, this consistent pessimism coupled with stagnant and negative approval ratings for President Joe Biden, Biden could, uh, uh, could challenge, uh, could, could, could produce some challenges for his attempt to sell voters on success of his domestic agenda as part of the 2024 uh, re-election bid. What does that say to you, right? You know, obviously we're talking about um, strong economic data being released in the public, and it's been strong for the last couple of months, but most people, literally 51% in this poll at least, say that they feel that it's worse and we're not in a strong economy and they don't even see it getting better. Um, what's your take on that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I follow politics a lot along with the economy. Look, I think this is, there are certain people because of different political parties that's going to say the economy is terrible regardless. Right. Like, even though like there's no data to say as such, right. If you look if we live in the social media world, if you tell somebody the sky is red when it's blue 20 times, they're going to start saying this is red. You know what I'm saying? Look, I got people that are good friends, people flat earthers out here that still believe that there's a lot of people that believe the earth is flat. So, I, I, <laughs> you know, like, you, you see, it, all we can do is chase real data. Right. And people say, well, they manipulate the data. Look, it's the same resources of data that we've been using for the last 60, 70 years. So, like, for me, that's what I have to chase. I can't chase how people feel. Now, I do think, as I said earlier, there are people who are adversely affected by inflation. They're struggling for sure. Right. And I think that and, and how we define it. Right. And they're struggling because their purchasing power is going down. Right. They can't they get they get less. Uh, with the same amount of money, right? Like back in the day, buy 50 grand could equal what, right? And now it equals less. So we know that to be true, right? And that's a 
that's a real thing. But we also have to understand that same inflation. You have people saying the same thing at the same time. Hey, Biden needs to cut these interest rates so we can sell more houses. And then they say, hey, housing is unaffordable. <laughs> this, this, this doesn't go together, right? Like the, the best way to make housing unaffor uh, more affordable, unfortunately, guys, there's a building and then there's a much quicker way. Right. The much quicker way is we have contagion that spreads. Right. We have when I say contagious, I'm seeing a real housing contraction prices uh, going down. Right. People legitimately making uh, uh, losing their house or more foreclosure. Like there's just no inventory. Right. People have to sell their houses to get more inventory. And if you sell it, if you put enough houses on the market, then the prices start to go down. Right. Like that's how the thing works. And we just have not seen that. And frankly, that would be a healthy thing for the economy. Certain people would get hurt by that, right? But then certain people would be, guess what? If you got more houses on the market, then more tenants can compete for that rent or less tenants can compete for that rent. And then the rent starts going down or the prices mm -hmm. start. So there's a there's a, there's a a balancing act. And this is what, if you go Google um, um, uh, about landing the plane, right? They, call, they talked about uh, Chairman Powell landing the plane. This is what this feels like right now. And he's actually doing a pretty good job when we talk about landing the plane. Landing the plane is saying our economy was way too hot, 19% year-over-year inflation, which we hit, right? 20% year-over-year real estate prices. That's not sustainable. That's not real, right? That's that's a bubble, right? And so the whole idea is to bring the economy a little bit down without completely crashing it, right? So it's landing the plane called the U.S. economy, which is not an easy feat. Because we never really see that. We see up and down. We be, we see the hard up and downs, right? We see the economy going way up and we start to go crash, right? But let's be clear, right? No one wants to see a pandemic happen when you have 20% unemployment, right? We know what that felt like. So when people say, hey, I feel like this economy is bad, like let's survey yourself. How many people, your friends are truly unemployed with, with they would work their ass off, but they're truly unemployed? You see what I'm saying? Like there's people that might be unemployed, but they could get a job. Now they don't want to work that $12 job and that's fine. And I understand that and I respect that. But to be clear, when you have real unemployment, yeah, your ass don't have a luxury to be talking about, well, I don't want to work that job. So we're not, that's called bad economy. That's called pandemic times, right? That's called 2008. That's, that's a real recession. What we're in right now is that people want to politically say that we're in a recession. Then, of course, half the country listen to that. And that's all they hear. So therefore, I live in a recession because this is what I believe. Right. And this is what I feel. But by any true definition, GDP growth, unemployment, uh, job rate growth, there, there's no recession here. Right. Not by those definitions. So with that being said, what, what would you say about this then? You know, because uh, according to DS News, according to DS News, one in 4,300 homes is at risk for foreclosure. Now, this is Adam's data, right? And they just released. So, so a real estate data uh, research company has just released their latest U.S. foreclosure market report uh, covering the month of November 2023, which revealed there were a total of 32,120 properties with some sort of foreclosure filing against them up 5% year over year, okay? Now, but down 7% from the previous month, okay? So from the previous month, it did come down, even though we were on a 
incline from last month. So let's let's be clear. And we're still at a five percent year over year increase yeah, in foreclosure activity. You said one out of forty three or one out of forty eight. One out of forty three hundred. One out of forty three hundred. I say yeah. that's a good percentage. I like real talk. That's not that's you, you're talking two percent, right? That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, thirty two thousand. But 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 the fact that this number is increasing that doesn't alarm you. I think it should increase. See, y'all, y'all, we, we can't. We have to. Un, we have to stand with our chest about what we really feel. So for me, I truly feel that we live in income. We have massive income inequality, and we need. To, and inflation is run amok. Oh, not most concerned about inflation. So let's talk. Let's talk about what that looks like then. All right. So so how do we how do we build houses that are more affordable? Right. When we know that our builders and and plumbers taking less for the jobs or electricians taking less for the jobs. Right. They want more right now. They do. So so how how do we how do we bridge this gap? Right. When the trades are are, are still want a bag. They want more. Build smaller. I mean, that's that's what's going to be. It's going to have to be built smaller. So you you think this country is going to to, to smaller homes? Is going to uh like the cottage homes? Nobody. Hey hey, check this out. My I'm I'm a I'm a millennial still, right? My generation, the upper older millennial said, hey, I still want to get married and have some kids and have two kids. The people above me, right, was having three and four kids. My people having two kids. Your people having one kid. And a whole lot of people online say they don't even want to get married no more. Right? They don't want no kids. They don't want no kids. And they definitely don't want no kids, right? They be like, I mean, I saw some article talking about some lady who her husband was uh taking on uh his uh his uh his his, his sister died and had four kids, and he was gonna adopt the kids so they won't go to foster care, and the wife is divorcing him. And all the what? girls, yeah, sister girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't signed up for that. This is the culture we in. So what does that mean? And that's a joke, but that's not, right? What does that mean is that we actually don't need these mini big mansions anymore now, do we? We don't need five-bedroom houses anymore. Like, O'Neal, you, you flip probably. Would you really buy a five-bedroom house and try to flip a five-bedroom house right now? Hell no. no I wouldn't do it when the market hot. <laughs> yeah, but so, so the point is that, so like, I consider, it, it took me a while to come to this conclusion that we're just going to have to have back to smaller homes. But guess what? I ain't going to front. My portfolio is old. I got a lot of uh, three-bedroom, two-bathroom houses at 1,100, 1,200 square feet. I got a lot of those. You see what I'm saying? That, that that was always my sweet spot when I was coming up. So for me, it's not, I have a lot, I, I do well there, right? So it's not crazy to say, hey, everybody ain't going to end up having a 2,500 or 3,000 square foot house. Right or four bedroom or three uh like that extra bedroom. Look look at uh, you got a four bedroom house. Most people who have a four bedroom house, that house is an office right now or a workout studio, right? right? It is not because we have three or four kids, right? So you know, I just don't think people will need that size of house going forward. So for me, I don't even suggest like again. To me, people who buy who build in four thousand square foot houses that cost a million dollars, I don't think they understand a clue about reading the market and where we're going as a country. Um, and no, no, no shade to them. I'm just saying, for, like that don't make no sense to me. So uh, for me, again, you're talking demographics. So it's not just money I'm chasing, right? Let's just talk. What does the demographics of this country look like going forward? 
and and, and I'm gonna let my plane with this. There, there, there was another country. I'm gonna name them in a second. Have had the number two economy in the world for like 20 years. Okay, right now they're falling dr dramatically down the, uh, the 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 wall because they have a negative uh, birth rate. Okay, that's called Japan. Japan. Look up Japan and look at the lost decade of Japan. Right now, Japan has whole cities that are going desolate. Right. Because they literally don't have a pop. They have the oldest population in the world uh, and they have no young people. And those young people don't have kids. I'm not saying that's not the. They're US. not even having sex. They're not even having sex, bro. Right. So the U.S. officially has hit negative birth rate territory. Right. A lot of people think these abortion laws have anything to do with women's rights. They do, but they have more to do with the economy than actually trying to restrict women's rights. They, those that group of people that's their that's their version of economic policy by trying to make americans have more kids and because of that then all, hopefully our population will go up that's their intent without really saying that's their intent right because i kind of follow what they say too even though i'm gonna agree with them a lot right so that's what a lot of that's about and people don't really have those levels of conversation right but at the end of the day we have a negative birth rate in this country right now less people are having kids we know that anecdotally we know that with the data both sides say the same so why would you be out there trying to have four bedroom five bedroom houses and that's what i mean everything is going to come down smaller or it should come down smaller and the builder who's jumping on that train first is a smart builder and i'm right. definitely on that train i am definitely on that train <laughs> yes Not a bad train to be on. yeah i'm on that train bro like i literally had a property that I was building, I, I scrapped the whole, the whole, all of the plans just to be, make sure that I could build smaller, remove the garage. Look, at the end of the day, um, that's where we at. Um, you know, so, so if you are looking to get into that, that space, you know, garages may not be something you could keep, you know, uh, big, massive, you know, rooms may not be something that you could keep, you know, long as it's comfortable, that's where we, we need to focus on comfort, uh, at, at this, at this stage. Um, it's layout i think layout is key right now right you know if you're building and you're building something at 1200 square feet then have do you have a great layout a great modern layout that's efficient that's not wasting any square footage i think that's going to be a separator right so the, again the smart builders are going to really maximize because again i got a lot of older homes so i can tell you we got a lot of wasted space right we have a lot of wasted space and so, again, if you're shrinking, then now all you got to do is make sure that you have a little bit more efficient of space. You have a cute layout or whatever. Somebody get to say they're a homeowner. You have the right price point to O'Neill's point. Right. I'm a big fan of that. Right. Like making sure that we're marketing to people where they're at. So, again, if you hear all I'm saying, it's not one strike. It's just saying, hey, where's the data say? What's is, what is the data saying? What's the population of the future home buyer look like? The people that's going to be coming out of college, what do they owe? What do they have? What right? What does uh, households look like? What does a marriage look like? What? How many kids are they going to have? Right? So you know, how many people can we advertise towards that have the dual income, no kid, the whole dink thing, right? So um, that's what you really want to focus on, and then making sure that you can produce a product, right? Produce a product that's affordable for the average person, right? So you're you you're trying to be to me you you need to be under 300 grand 250 200 grand if you can that's where you need to really be at these current interest rates and 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 I would just again I'll pass the mic and say hey I just think 
I think it's an early assumption that interest rates are going to plummet the way people are trying to hope that they're going to plummet. All these articles out here talking about they're going to drop it six, six times and all that. Those are people predicting and hoping. Chairman Powell has made no indication of that. And the recent economic data that's come out also confirms that he would, no make, he would not make any indication of that. So again, I'm not trying to hate on anybody or whatever. I just think people are more wishful thinking, right? And trying to feel their way into the market because they have a vested interest in needing interest rates to be cheap, right? They're they're pushing that agenda. And they're, and frankly, let's, let's keep it real. If interest rates drop, a lot of people will make more money. And so they want that agenda to happen. And that's cool, right? But that's going to just drive up inflation and more. And I think Powell knows it. I, I don't think he's going to raise any interest rates, but I don't think we're going to see a rapid decline either. I, I just really don't. What What's your thoughts about the interest rates uh, when we get a new president with this election coming up? What's your thoughts about that? Well, I think... Let's just keep it real. I think if if Biden is still the president, he's going to continue the whole course for 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 landing our plane and operating our economy like a sound, sane human being. Right. Just like the president that he was before. Like, again, people can complain about people said the same. Let, let's keep it real. People complain about Obama's economy for eight years. By all economic measurement, he has he's one of the most successful economic presidents in history. He's definitely a top five, if not a top three economic wise no real economy can uh, economists can uh, can argue against that right but when we was in it oh it's horrible it's not moving fast enough it's not going fast enough dude this dude had long-term sustainable eight years of growth okay and so economy is supposed to work a certain way previous president we want to light everything on the bonfire blow it all up let's let's, let's put more on and more gas on fire okay that's hot but then things crash a lot quicker so I, i'm you know i don't i, I don't Look, the Federal Reserve under one party will likely remain neutral on another party that that approaches some form of authoritarianism will likely not remain neutral. And so you'll see fluctuations if we're more in the authoritarian government, honestly. <laughs> you call it authoritarian. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to say like what do you want me to say? <laughs> I would say try to be nice by saying authoritarian. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's just let's just be predictive. So basically, if you you feel like if Trump gets in, interest rates gonna drop. Basically, I think he would cause a massive level of inflation for our country. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you see as a good you see as a good thing or bad thing. Well, I, I as I mentioned earlier, I think in. Americans don't understand inflation because we don't watch global politics or global economies. Can't nobody really tell you in America. There's no news that you can tell that's in English for America outside of BBC that's really going to report on economic collapses. How many people in America can really explain what happened to Venezuela about six, seven years ago? They're in our hemisphere. They're, they were one of the number one oil producers in the world. We don't have a clue what happened to them. Let me just tell y'all, their economy collapsed because of hyperinflation. And every Venezuela is in, in Houston and Texas, right? No one's talking about Venezuelan oil or any of that kind of stuff no more. They're one of the worst economies in this hemisphere, period, because of uh, because their economy collapsed and their, their currency collapsed. I don't want that for our country at all. That That's called bread lines, y'all. 
So, so I, for, for that, I mean, when I talk, I mean, gray lines, I mean like literally tent city type of stuff. I don't want that. There's countries there's all over Africa that has hyperinflation, right? There, there's a lot of countries in this world that have hyperinflation. We don't want to be that. We just don't. And, you know, so interest rates might be great for a couple people temporarily, but eventually like, look, O'Neill, you're saying, you're saying on the ground what I'm saying. You can't have a bunch of stuff worth six, seven hundred thousand dollars where ninety percent of the population can't afford it. How's that work? Right. So, right. so, and whether you're saying technically, we're seeing the exact same thing. Anaja, right? I just need like two or three years, bro. That's it. I just need two or three years. That's that's it. You know what I'm saying? To get you what need I, two I three need. Years need. Is, is, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I need two or three years. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be good, man. Y'all go back to what y'all was doing. Byron, you got all the skills in the world. All <laughs> I'm just. No, no, I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead serious. You're gonna what that play that you just explained about building. Hey, man, I I was quiet. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, because I mean, I, I I'm with O'Neal. You don't need to be building right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? But with the play that you just explained, that's very viable. That's gonna work. And you know what that's gonna do? That's gonna you're gonna be able to survive. Where these other people are not going to be survived, and I hate to say it, those other people are your competition, right? And again, there's enough meat for all of us to eat, right? But I like to make sure I eat. You know what I'm That's saying? You, you know, and in the world that you're in, right? You you are in the world where you're competing. Not just, you're competing for deals. You're competing for land, right? Absolutely. You're contractors, right? You're competing for tradesmen. You're competing for realtors to list your stuff. Like you're competing in a lot of stuff, yeah. right? Me, I have. How many times have y'all heard me say I can't wait till the dumb money get out? Y'all, hmm. y'all heard me say absolutely. You, same thing, man. Like, and I, and I don't want to be whatever. But part of the reason why the real estate market has had been has had so much inflation, the reason why you're feeling the pain right now of high interest rates is because. We had to raise them because interest rates were so cheap and there's so much and the pricing has gone up so much because there's so much competition. Right. There's so much out there. Every every time Dick and Harry wants to be a builder. Right. Is a builder now. Let, let's be real. Right. Yeah. How many cats do you know is out here trying to build and they really don't have the skills to build? They're only able to build because they got a PPP loan or they got a, a business credit for 100 grand or somebody else some extra money that they was able to hustle or what you know what i'm saying like but but they wasn't getting it you, you know what i'm saying getting it like they weren't getting it and so for me i ain't gonna front man look all all the all those dudes they can go on here and get out you, you know I, I, so so part of them getting out is the higher interest rates and this it might be painful you might say hey so so for me i would just tell you when you're on that back end and you finish and you're looking at that hundred grand and you was thinking about that 200, I would say, man, get you a renter in there, cash flow sucker for two years, slow flip it. And then now you make your money or cash. Out, you know what I mean? Like, let me tell you something. Burr, I, I know people don't talk about Burr don't work not right now. Burr is real estate. It may not, if you, if Burr is not defined by, I got to get through the cash out in six months. Burr is just defined by eventually doing the cash, cash out. See what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I just you got options when you got a good deal and and you're you're going about this structural 
bound, right? You're not overbuying property, overbuying land. So you got to remember, man, part of part of that whole deal that we're dealing with right now is part of the reason why a lot of these properties are, are going for some of these prices is because the land going for that price and the land. Look, look, land prices will go down. Watch. Watch. Because gotcha. they, they, Yeah, they, they're going to go down. You know why? Because people don't have the money to go build on the same way. Everybody can't navigate a dope deal like you just put together, right? Everybody definitely don't have good credit. The hard money lenders are going to tighten up a little bit. They so they're not giving the money out uh, uh, easily to the to the silly person or the newbie investor is going to be getting charged 14, 15%. The guy with experience going to get charged 9, 10%. Already happens. Y'all already know this. Oh yeah. Happening right now. now. Yeah. Right now. And, and so get and so guess what? Those same newbie builders, they can't survive at 12 uh, at three points on the front end, one point on the back end and 14, 15% interest. They can't survive. Right. We we know that they can't survive there. And guess what? When they and I hate to say it, it sounds horrible, but when they fail, good for us. I, 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 you know, I wasn't this way early on, but I had an old school uh, in, uh, a mentor, very old school mentor of mine. And uh, he met me at the auction. This is an old story, right? I was at the auction. I was coming to the auction by myself. and I was so young and hungry and I'd be at the auction. Right. And this dude had a whole team, dog. And he had a team of like, it was about five of them. And they were diverse, young, old, different races, whatever. But they were all rolling with each other. And they were spread out across the county auction. I'm talking about the Tuesday auction, right? They were spread out. And they would just bid up the newbies on purpose. They just bid them up. Yeah. And I was like, man, why are you doing that? It's enough to eat. He said, man, look, they ain't got enough money for two properties. So let me make sure they get the shitty one so I can get the good ones. <laughs> I, 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 was like, I was like, hit that dude savage, bro. And I'm not that savage, but I'm also like, I'm not going to be like and only warn y'all and tell y'all as much as I can. If you want to listen and not do your due diligence, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to help anybody that asks me for help. But if you want to be those silly persons that don't want to ask nobody for help, that's not taking the class because you think you're too good and you can learn on your own or you want to learn how to do real estate with, you know, uh, 30 second reels or whatever, then that's on you, bro. Like, I can't, you know, we, we can't do nothing about that. Right. It's a fact. It's a fact. Listen, man, I just want to say, man, thank everybody who has joined in on tonight's discussion. Man, look, I know. Listen, it's funny, man. We started we started the um, we started these lives with a lot of sobering news. There was a lot of sobering news, but it was a lot of honest news. And I just, you know, listen. I like to have positive, you know, rah-rah conversations. I, I, I'm, listen, I'm a fan of that, right? But I just feel like it would be horribly irresponsible in this market to do that because it's just not the fucking truth. It, it just ain't. And I just got to keep it real. Um, look, uh, if you are learning this space, this is a perfect time to learn as much as you possibly can, get in community, with other investors and 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 have them talk honestly with you, right? You want an honest environment, not a bragging environment. You want an honest conversation environment right now because 
you can get hurt in this market just as fast as you can get extremely rich and wealthy in this market. So this is a perfect time to be investing, but it's not the perfect time to be investing wrong. It's not the perfect time to be investing wrong because you can get hurt, right? Um, this is a market where 401ks can be wiped out. This is a market where, where savings can be drastically uh, wiped out and put yourself in bankruptcy, foreclosure, all of the things, right? This is that market. So, so, so getting in community, right? That's the reason why it's important to be hitting the like button right now, right? Because we want to push this out as much as we possibly can. Hit the like button, right? Hit the like button, share this out because we want to build this community so we can bring more intelligent minds, more, more investor minds to, to, to us so we can learn from them, right? So you're not hitting the button for me. You're hitting the button for yourself because we're trying to grow community. So, 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 so do that real quick. And also, if you haven't already, tap in with us on the uh, membership as well. Um, listen, it's going to be a lot of perks that are going to come along with that. Um, so you definitely want to make sure that you join, uh, you hit the join button, join the membership and all of the things. And listen, we're going to continue to have these, these conversations. You can join in at the trailblazer. You can join me in at the, at the visionary, um, or whichever one you want to choose or the legacy. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to say? Any final words? Oh, wood, uh, Anaje, any final words? Man, just great conversation. That's why I'll say that, man. Great conversation as usual. Um, hey, y'all, make sure that you guys like like this thing, man. Like and subscribe for my boys, right? <laughs> they only doing this if y'all listening. So you got to show that y'all live some, give them some social currency, man. Good stuff, you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So, man, make sure y'all join the family, man. Click that join button. Uh, number one thing, man, we're here to educate, we're here to give our opinion, we're here to talk about what we really do. So, the thing about it is, take as much information as you can, uh, and apply it. We're not just talking to hear ourselves talk, you're listening to people that's actually in this business every day. So, it's important that you take the information, learn more about what we're talking about, educate yourself more, and, and do what's best for yourself and your family, man. That's all we ask. And if you can, like, like, share the video, share the content out to other people that's looking to get. It's a real estate or just entrepreneurship and um, trying to build a strong community. So make sure you click the join button, holler at us. Catch us tomorrow morning. We'll be back on BOB and we'll be back here Thursday morning. So that being said, man, we had a hell of a show. You have a good night. Peace. What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow. We struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show you all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure you check it out. Peace.